One used to be more than once in atheist If separation of church and prostate isn't what you think is best They're here to guide your waves Talking about sex can be scary They're just two gals whose kink is being your missionaries Good afternoon, brothers and sisters Sup, sluts Welcome to the Missionary Podcast I'm Sadie I'm Maddie And this is our mission and we're back. We're back, bitches. <laughs> that energy. Maddie, what day is it today? Today is Ward Conference Day. <laughs> and I'm really excited because about it. In, okay, so we'll go into what Ward Conference means in Mormon culture. But in missionary podcast culture, which is the culture I'm about, <laughs> it means a Q&A. That's right. Your questions answered here, now, right now. <laughs> Get ready. We honestly are obsessed with the questions coming in. Keep them coming. So DM us your questions. You can email us your questions. Also, we just started our TikTok. You heard that. Which is Missionary Podcast on TikTok. Mm-hmm. That's we're really going to be getting into it. We've already got a little heat in the comments. I think it was accidental heat, but just know, like, I don't know if you've That's been on... You know, we're big. <laughs> hashtag ex-Mormon TikTok or post-Mormon TikTok, heat. Lots of heat. You need to follow along. Love heat. Be involved. And also what you can find on our TikTok and our Instagram, etc. through our link tree is Sadie. Merch, baby! It's live! The merch is live! Nothing makes me more joyous than the thought of people wearing just the silliest, the silliest of merch. We've got things that say, a sweatshirt that says, Milk Pong Champ. We have a mug that says Strong Drink. I mean, you guys. The, the socks. The socks. <laughs> Maddie, go ahead. The socks say everyone has HPV. So- and everyone is two words because we couldn't fit one. But just know that we know it's one word. We designed all of this with our listeners in mind. So you can support us through merch, which we love. And honestly, I'm just dying to see people wear some of the stuff. We've got yeah. more stuff coming out. Stuff with Nickmo, stuff with DHing, all this really silly Massage stuff. Friend, really, maybe. really. So um, support there and then Mads. Also, if you don't want to embrace your inner capitalist and you don't feel like buying merch, but you do want to support us financially, um, if you go to any of the streaming platforms um, in the show notes of the episode, there's a link to support us. Yes. And, and that's like goes, a Patreon kind of thing. Yeah. And that goes we right like to money. us. We like money. It's very easy because it's through, like, if you just basically click on the episode in your Spotify, there'll be, like, a little link that connects. It's easy. Everything's easy. I think it goes through, like, Apple Pay and PayPal and all that stuff. So there's that option. I really hope you find your way to the merch store, which <laughs> is linked in our Instagram bio and TikTok bio because I want to see all y'all wearing Milk Pong Champion sweatshirts. Okay, now we've we've gotten our giddiness out. That is what we're really excited to announce. And more on Ward Conference. Ward Conference in uh, the Mormon world, the LDS world, is happens every so often. I should probably know these numbers. I don't remember them anymore. But you have Ward Conference every once in a while where the Ward gets together and has a speaker come in from the stake. Stake is the district. They address us as a ward. It's kind of like the day you get. It's like a, a field trip at church. You know, is you get it like fun. A, no, cool. Uh, you. It's more like more business like. 
It's, it is, it's usually shorter, though. You don't have to be at church as long. So it's like an assembly. Yeah, it, that's exactly what it is, actually. <laughs> it's the assembly of Street business. smarts. Yeah, and they go over ward business, ward and stake business. Mm-hmm. So if there's any big positions moved around, like callings, like the stake president will stand up and say, Sister Sharton has been asked to serve on the... God, I don't like that, the sound of that. <laughs> But go on. <laughs> Sister Chardon has been asked to serve as... God, that's horrible. As ward... <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be a ward calling. It would be a stake calling, probably. So you'd be, like, stake music director or something like that. Or stake core... I don't know if there's a stake chorus, coro. I am out of it, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Really well, disconnected that's, from that's ward business these days. we're making other people do the work <laughs> for us today in the form... <laughs> of questions etc the fun part about these days is you get to see like big higher up positions get moved around and then you sustain them so all in favor by show of the uplifted hand any opposed and it's like as a child you waited to see if anyone would oppose it's like you get this moment where right the you're not board. gonna raise your hand alone you raise your hand to to sustain everybody so it's like anybody could be moved to any position they're like sister will see she is now primary stake director whatever uh, president, primary president in the stake level. I can't remember what the titles are, okay? If anyone's listening, please, please tell me what they are because I can't remember. But they would say, you're in charge now of the primary. Uh, any, all in favor, people raise their hand. And like, you just, I just, my dream was to see the drama of someone being like, I object. Mm. That Did person. You, you never saw it? No, you never, you never get to see it. Are you here <sighs> no, about? I'm trying to rock the boat anymore. So we're going to move things around. We're going to sustain some people. Sister Shark. I object. <laughs> so she objects to her name. So now you've now you've seen it. <laughs> we well, have much to go over. Actually, mm-hmm. it's, it's a short and mighty ward conference pod. Mm-hmm. I love fielding questions. By the way, it's very fun. It is very fun, and like keep them coming. Oh yeah, we get DMs. Some come in the form of texts. We do love a DM to the pod IG. These months. <laughs> what is that? What did you just say? D's nuts. What is that? A play on D's nuts, but with an F. I, I, do you want to address the word with what you just said? No, I want Shannon to cut that. Okay. <laughs> so I just was trying something. You, if you don't take risks, you don't, you don't. shoot for the moon. Risk that risk again. Okay, sorry. Um, so yeah, we love DMs. <laughs> Even if it's scathing, I'd love to see a scathing DM. Mm-hmm. I want enemies. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I feel like so. Well, our last pod, we got very heated. Hopefully, that made for some good listening. That actually is really relevant to one of our questions. I think. Oh yes, 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 yes. That's on my list in front of me. <laughs> the question. <laughs> Such poor acting. Okay, do it again. Do yes, it yes, again. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I see. Okay, we're keeping everybody anonymous. The question is for both of us: Have you learned anything from each other through recording that has shifted your views on an issue of religion or sexuality? No. <laughs> Wouldn't it be wild if both of us were like, no. Yeah. No, I think it's actually really interesting for me to. Um. I mean, we talk about this all the time. I'm always bringing it up, but like the some of the like festive things about the church, 
because I, <laughs> because I, I definitely like have my feelings about organized religion, you know, mm-hmm. negative, mm-hmm. negative feelings about mm-hmm. organized religion. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I think really important to hear the 360 view of it. I feel like I have a tendency to think about certain things in black and white when it comes to like things I believe in and morals and like the state of the world right now. Like I feel very passionate about my beliefs. And I just think that doing this with you has been really important for me because I have to remember that like people are full people you know what I mean and like yeah I have my issues with organized religion but like it's also complex you know it's multifaceted and there's everything's gray you know yeah so that's actually been really I think important for me that was like yeah I think I in leaving the church almost overcorrect not overcorrected but I thought I felt that same shift of like oh everything's so gray because when you're in the church it's very black and white too and then coming back to like a more like everything kind of being on its own terms has been very nice because the more you look at stuff the more you're like oh like you know it's fun we make funny I think they're funny blanket judgments all the time on different things but ultimately I think what the message especially that I get from you is always like a looking at things with multiple perspectives even though we're saying things like nobody who listens to Keith Urban's happy you know what I mean it's like I think we know like where the fuck did that come from but okay <laughs> no but that's it's called improv and uh <laughs> but I do think there's I think the overall message I get from you too is like that there's so many different ways to look at stuff I think something I've learned from you is well from the last episode is to not give you advice like I'm talking to my younger self because I mean that's pretty much we both do that all I do is I'm like looking at myself two years ago and I'm like don't do this like (laughs) pain is in front of you (laughs) and in reality that's not so that's one thing I've learned um and the other thing would be the expansion of the gender binary for me because as much as I consciously live in a world where I'm like, yeah, gender is a construct and I understand a lot of these things, I think my subconscious like conditioning and growing up in the church is like things in a feelings level live very black and white. And so it's been really reinforcing of that to like feel and keep reminding and, and like going through that process because we talk about stuff so... Uh, men and women in the church because that's how it's described and like that's the setup and the patriarchy and that's our kind of human history is like leans in that field in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. and I guess more western history and anyway um I've benefited from having these conversations and like reaffirming the things I know but I have to come in contact with over and over again yeah. Just like every, I think you do with like a lot of stuff where you're like, oh yeah, that lives in me somewhere. Totally. I mean, sucks. conditioning is so deep. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so that's been, that's been really good. And I, um, hope 
that my learning is beneficial not just for me as I say that because I'm like you know as you learn you're like well you do want to be on the right side of stuff but then you also want to show the process of change (laughs) but you also want to make people feel safe so I'm hoping that all of that comes across in my experience oh yeah hopefully that's helpful and supportive all right well we started with a serious one do you have any funsies um is it okay to have sex with a dog in the room (laughs) my answer is a resounding yes it's a fucking dog (laughs) what an easy question yes of course literally talk about black and white i will say (laughs) eye contact is distracting you don't want any kind of dog eye contact Mm. I have yelled at dogs from across the room, like, you need to look away. Like, don't. I I just, like, know the dog you're talking about. (laughs) And that dog gives really intense eye contact. I know. It's like, stop looking at my soul while your mother is being a whore. (laughs) But, uh. Anyway, that's that's our answer. Great, 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 great. What else you got? Okay. Have either of us had masked sex during COVID? No. I guess you haven't you haven't had a reason to. I haven't. I think that'd be kind of kinky. <laughs> <laughs> you of course would be into that. Yeah, I would. I feel like it's safe, it's fine. I got that Moderna running through my veins, you know what I'm saying? But like hold on. I'm thinking logistics right now. If you have the mask. You just can't kiss, and we all know kissing is my favorite part. That's, that's what I was thinking logistically. I'm a Nickmo gal. You're, you're more a Nickmo gal <laughs> than a quick, quickie gal, are you? Yeah. I'm just pegging you yeah. that now. Okay. Yeah, I, I fully am. I love a Nickmo, but I there's there's definitely room for masked sex. The masked singer. <laughs> Masked if I'm going to be masked during sex, you I want it to be a character. Be, you want it to look I want it like to be a, a monster from Monsters, Inc. Yes. And you want them to guess yes. who it is underneath. Under. Yeah. And, and I'm going to get sing it right. a little bit. I'm going to do a Shakira impression. <laughs> like, while it's happening. Lucky that my breasts are small and humble so you don't confuse them with mountains. Yes. Shakira. Next one. Yeah. God, I really love these. They do the work for us. Here's a fun one. Yeah. What are your targeted, what are your guys targeted ads on Instagram these days? Let me tell you right now, it is all weekender bags. It's all (laughs) like packing videos. And it's not necessarily because I'm in the market for a weekender bag, but it's because I fucking love those videos of people pack, like rolling their pack, like seeing how much people can fit into a tiny bag with all those cubes and like it's all organized like Mm -hmm. it's really fun to watch Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that's a little bit about me is it because you're shopping for them it's because it's not because i'm shopping for them it's because i watch those videos the packing videos not for the product for the actual content oh for like the packing porn yeah that's exactly what it is love that I'm turns out that's my kink packing packing (laughs) unpacking can suck a dick packing you're a valuable person to have around though I don't like like packing I like watching other people pack well what are your targeted ads I'm looking right now 
it's I was getting a lot of like parenting ones which I was like <laughs> fuck off <laughs> um, and then I get a lot of um, bathing suits which seems to also be like mm. I didn't ask for that and then a lot of detoxes so mm. it's a lot of marketed healthy food mm-hmm. bullshit what does the podcast Instagram get to you guys I feel like it's a lot of sex toys let's find out definitely a lot of those like smooth colorful silicone looking sex toys first targeted ad for the pod is silky mesh astrology pack which is a pack of <laughs> underwear with an astrology actually it's can you send short. can you it send, actually looks really yeah cute. i'd like you to send that to my personal instagram please <gasps> and then the next you, one actually, is genuine. the diva cup <laughs> can you actually send me those? okay and then more swim honestly i'm like tired i'm tired of it it feels well, now it's listening and it's going to switch it up for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I have another question. Hmm. I'm really interested about your response. Hmm. Do your parents slash family members listen to the pod? Any unexpected or embarrassing reactions? Yes. So, um, Norm's dad listened. Super fun. Um, Honestly, it's so hot. It's... <laughs> um... I think, so I don't know if you remember, this is just in one of the earlier episodes, I referenced one of my hookup moments where there was dirty talk. And I heard back feedback from people I grew up with and like family that they stopped listening after that episode (laughs) because it was like... I didn't want to be in your bedroom, but cool, thanks. Well, kind of should have known what they were getting themselves into. I mean, we're very upfront about yeah. the topic. Yeah. What's funny is I naturally, before even hearing any of that feedback, I naturally have have had less stuff like that, less personal, like, I've, I've had personal stories, but not, none as graphic as that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's interesting now that everyone's like, I like... That put me over the edge. I was like, that is the, that's as far as I mm-hmm. go on that pod. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, so that's some of the, the feedback I've gotten. But my other friends and family, I've been surprised by the feedback I've gotten from friends who are still active in the church and like love the church and it benefits their lives and they mm-hmm. love it. Like they're raising their families that way and their extended family still Mormon. They enjoy it as well. They have actually said like they appreciate your feedback. Because there's enough soft handling Mm. as well as, you know, asking some tough questions. Well, that's good. That's what I'm striving for. That's good. Because I think it's it's very, very common to grow up Mormon and understand that there's flaws. Like, you grow up Mm -hmm. kind of handling some of these PR-heavy topics and, like, knowing how to respond to those. But it's another thing to, like be bombarded with it all the time and so they I I was very impressed a lot of people were like yeah it's great and then I've had some other friends who have left and are sexually active and love hearing us shoot the shit about boners like it's great it's the it's the most fun topic ever so it's about sex for hours yeah I've also had some feedback from people I don't know who were raised in different intense religious sex and they um also really enjoy the like just the the thought the process of deconditioning I guess like Mm -hmm. sexually and the 
the removal of shame. We talk a lot about that, and I've gotten some mm-hmm. very positive feedback about that. The mm-hmm. only, yeah, ne- not negative, but there were some people who were like, I felt a little too close to your, That's understandable. your, your bedroom at that moment. And I, I've had one brother be like, I'm literally never going to listen. I'm well, really happy for you, fair. but I'm never going to listen. Fair. I'm curious about what Norm's dad's response was. He thought we were so funny. He was like, I knew, oh, sorry, he knew what he was getting into and was like, I'm, I just want to, I just want to see because it's interesting to me. And he's generally an open-minded soul. And so That's he great. listened and was like, hilarious. Obviously, I don't think he's continuing to listen. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's like his cup Maybe of Maybe for the tea. best. Yeah. <laughs> Necessarily, which is fair. It's not everything's for everybody, honey. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about anal? Okay, feedback, but I will tell you that the time I saw him after that, I was extremely nervous. Yeah, it's really uncomfortable. Well, it's tough because I have such a specific perspective on the matter because I literally will talk about anything to yeah. a massive crowd of people. Yeah. Which is but, beautiful. But also then, I, I too am sometimes faced with moments where I'm like blushing, you know? When I was home in the fall, okay, Neither of my parents actually know about this podcast. Seriously? Yeah. I just, I decided not to go there. But. Oh my goodness. I know. Shocked. Um, But my uncle who follows me on Instagram, uh, because he, he, he saw that we were doing this podcast and he was like, oh cool, like I'm interested in your life. So he listened to like the first episode, I think. And then he told me about it when we were when I was home and he was like you know I had to fast forward through some parts about my niece but you know overall I really liked it and I'm pretty sure he doesn't still listen but if you do hi Um, if you don't I really hope you fast forwarded through the part about me putting cocaine on my vagina (laughs) because that's the part where my my I literally talked to my brother yesterday who actually loves the pod which is very cute honestly and he was like I might have to stop. I was like, what set you over? He was like, the part about the cocaine on your breath. <laughs> and I was like, that's literally as, as, you know what? That as it's going to get. And you, isn't it okay. good to know your, your part? Like you're like, that is my line, I think. Yeah. yeah. Liter- no pun intended. Yeah. But, um. <laughs> oh. Shocked that your parents don't know. I no, my dad does know that I brought up the, um, Paradise by the Dashboard Light story in like a public forum, and he like felt really cool. That's he should, <laughs> but I didn't give him the details. The people love that story. I know. My I should say too. My mom is ashamed. She hates it. I forgot to mention that because I don't hold her <laughs> opinion in high regard. But my mother is like, I don't know why anyone would. Um. Oh man, I shouldn't have said maybe. What if she listens and I don't? Okay, well, <laughs> you're watching me crumble in real time. <laughs> this, Regardless, honestly, we need to do these board <laughs> conferences more often, if you ask me. But she, uh, she really was like, I felt like you were bullying, bullying members and like bullying uh, virgins and people who chose to kind of live a different mm-hmm. life. And I remember I used my reference of my friends who were virgins and did live that life and whatever and I was like they love it it's impossible to speak thoughtfully and critically about something without offending people yeah and I would rather 
I mean, obviously, I want to be respectful of as many people as possible, Mm -hmm. but not at the expense of ignoring things that shouldn't be ignored. You know what I mean? Especially because we're coming at it from a lens of lightheartedness. Yeah. And both of us are very open to different types of feedback, Mm -hmm. honey. I'm also very much of the mindset recently, to a certain extent, don't hate the player, hate the game. You know? Like, Mm -hmm. I can fully acknowledge that people are surrounded by different things than I am and and grew up surrounded by I can I can acknowledge that conditioning goes deep I can acknowledge that like we are all just trying to fucking make it in this fucked up world that we've created Mm -hmm. and so I'm not I can completely understand someone growing up in the church and and being taught things and having their beliefs like for me it's not about it's not as much about the those people as it is about like these rules that the church has that you know yeah are not good to women not good to lgbtq people not good to black people people of color like those are the things that i'm Mm -hmm. and i also want to say i respect the hell out of my friends who are practicing to any degree and working to make their families better and their lives better and heal their generational trauma and work on themselves and work on their ward and work on their calling and make their bubble as nice as they can because I, I do think that takes a different type of work and courage. I'm not, I'm not trying to discount you, my friends who are like raising kids now and making these tough decisions of like, mm-hmm. what is, what's our future going to look like because I disagree with some of this doctrinal stuff. And that goes right into our next question. I didn't mean to set myself up. Fucking (laughs) killing me. The next question is, if you have children, do you plan to expose them to any sort of organized religion? Expose. (laughs) I... Is the word. (laughs) You're going to shh. Put the blind shield them. I feel, during okay. the holidays. <laughs> I'm putting. Well, okay. we're wearing masks. Monsters and I will tell you, it's kind of a tough question for me because, as a Jewish person, I it's this. I can't remember if I've talked about this already, but I am. I have always been pretty atheist I've always been pretty agnostic I've always kind of I've always had an issue with organized religion religion I've never understood why we go to like why I was going to Hebrew school why like it, it just felt like okay like I don't I don't get it but fine um and my parents weren't religious but that being said I could never figure out why I still was attached to my identity of being a Jewish person because I didn't believe in any of the religious aspects of Judaism Mm -hmm. but for some reason I was still attached to that identity and I went on birthright which like this is a whole other thing like I'm definitely a Jewish person who is anti-colonialism and Zionism and like yeah like fuck what's going on over there right now like free Palestinians you know but 
I went on Birthright because honestly it was a free trip. And I was like very, I went into it being like, I am going to put my blinders up. Like I'm not going to allow this experience to have any like effect on me in terms of like Israel and like, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. I, and I, I had a lot of guilt doing it, but I was like, honestly, maybe you wouldn't make that choice now. Maybe, but also it was a free trip and I ended up traveling for like two months, you know, because of it. So I don't know, but I realized when I was there that for me, Judaism is more of a like national identity because mm-hmm. I think about my ancestors and I think about like my my grandfather and his parents had to flee Europe during the Holocaust. Actually a really cool fucking story that I won't get into now. But and also like I grew up with the traditions of, you know, the fun like Passover. It's so fun, you know? Yeah. And I think for a lot of Jewish people, I think they feel this way that like their Judaism is more of like where where my family came from you know Mm -hmm. and like my family history as opposed to a religion so that's why I'm like I will probably want to raise my children with some Jewish traditions but I I'm not gonna like make them go to Hebrew school or like service it like I the pretty much Judaism without the religion because I hate religion Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and I also feel like there is I struggle with it though because I've been having sort of an existential crisis recently where like I actually don't believe in anything and it's really freaking me out. Um, well, on the next next time on the pod. <laughs> um, so there is something to be said for like giving your children something to believe in mm-hmm. to drive them, mm-hmm. but I just think it's fake and it was invented by people um, and it's politics. It's just it's like yeah. It's fantasy. So, anyway, that's a very long-winded explanation. No, no, no. I feel like I learned a lot. I've gone on about, like, I think tradition and ceremony are, like, necessary for our little human brains to function in the world. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of what we talked about weddings. Not like you have to have a wedding, but those those ceremonies serve other purposes besides, like, religious ones, you know? Mm-hmm. And when it comes to me and my choice for religion, I definitely can see myself coming up with some structure and tradition of my own that probably mirrors some of the cultural side of Mormonism Mm -hmm. with the tradition side. Uh, Similar to what you've said, I mean, it's it's valuable to know your history, and I love history, and I think it's fun. Mm -hmm. But in my experience of leaving the church and the ups and downs that I've had personally and with family and all sorts of connections... It makes me want to quote the book Educated, which I talk about all the time, but it there's a part of the book where they're like, how much of how much do we owe to who we were to become who we are? Mm-hmm. A version. Those some words there that might that semantics might not land mm-hmm. exactly right, but it's a version of that of like, what do we owe to our previous selves and our family, mm-hmm. and like where we came from, to actually be ourselves. For me. It's not a lot. I have kind of, I have a different relation to families. I have a blended family. I'm adopted by my father. There's some, and there's enough in my story of making my own family and kind of establishing traditions that makes me think I would like to have a a version of that religious wise. And part of me is like open to the challenge of like, can I make up my own 
you know, it's my dream to start a cult anyway. So, like, can I do a practice round on my family before I broad market it to the world? Totally. Adding a little bit of spirituality back into my life really did tip the scales back towards more equilibrium. Totally. And the spirituality looks nothing like it did before. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more... She's woo-woo now, I'm folks. very woo I'm very into We the... sage our apartment yes. every single day. But I... So I started saging. This is actually... This ties into this. I started saging because I kind of was like... When you wake up, when I woke up every day as a Mormon, you immediately get on your knees and pray. So it's kind of one of those things like your eyes open, you roll out of bed, you start with a prayer. Mm-hmm. And the prayer is partially gratitude, but my prayers leaned heavily towards the things I needed to work on myself. So it's mm-hmm. not like the best foot to... Not doing that was That's actually very, why we have therapy. <laughs> very beneficial for me, not to wake up every day and be like, I'm sorry, I'm the worst, you know. Um, but I replaced that, that practice of like the morning and night... Mm-hmm. I literally replaced it with saging. I yeah. didn't believe in saging. I was like, I need, need a, a replacement. replacement ritual. And so I saged and my like inner monologue during saging was I thought of, I went to each corner of the room and thought of four words that are positive words I'd like to bring into my life. It's beautiful. <laughs> so it was like, I'm trying to think of like the words. The I thing used about that is there is no harm in that. No. And I, so, and, but that little bit of like, I'm, gonna not really believe that the smoke is healing the room or whatever actually sage is supposed to do i'm just gonna believe that like realigning myself Mm -hmm. does something to my surroundings right the sage is just kind of a vehicle for you to take this time to reflect yes and to like refresh the room we're very into my manifesting journal Full see, of thank you universe. And there's a little, see, that's a little well, that's, spirituality in your well, life. Well, that's me combating um, the very low point I was in recently where I was like, I literally don't believe in anything. I'm completely hopeless and faithless and there's no meaning to anything. We, uh, Norm calls that a dirt, you're a dirt guy. My dirt guy? What's you're his d- name? You're, no, you're, you're a dirt guy. Like, that's what... Uh, oh, I thought we were doing well. My ca- my inner capitalist is named Vivian, so I thought we were going to oh. name my inner dirt guy. Because <laughs> he, at a certain point, was extremely oh, atheist. like you just rot in the and dirt everyone, when you die. All his friends just mocked him, kind of like, "Oh, you're a dirt guy. You think you just go back to being dirt?" And yeah. it was like he was like, "I'm a dirt guy." I will say he has evolved actually into a. You don't understand the interconnectedness of everything, and so no, there's that's an ul- true. ultimate like. We can't know for sure. Norm and I should talk because that feels a little bit like my journey. However, if you were to ask me right now, like deep down in my core, what do I believe? I think I'm a dirt guy. And that makes, I'm, I'm trying so hard, like manifesting. Do you, like I have tarot cards now. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm, I think I'm trying to get into these practices that I can easily stomach mm-hmm. to prove me wrong because I don't want that to be the truth I don't want it to be a dirt universe you know what I mean so I'm trying these new things and if they if I can like drink the kool-aid a little bit maybe I can like believe that that's not the case because it depresses me to believe that that's the case I think ultimately the use of faith is beautiful like when you send out a job Mm -hmm. application there's a little bit of like and here we go (laughs) like you're just believing that this will turn into something, you know, there's not Or if you're me, you're like, well, there's another job I didn't get. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's why it's like, (laughs) before I even hear. Of course. And I I will say, like, 
I mean, everyone has. Of course. I I just mean, like, you pick and choose your moments of, like, I'm just going to choose to believe and imagine this working out Mm -hmm. and hoping that that means something. Completely. I mean, that's, I think, why when I think about raising my kids, I'm like, it's hard being a dirt guy. Like, I, do I want to, do I want my kids to be dirt people? You know, like, that's a, that's really hard. But I also think I would rather that than... And maybe there is a gray area Mm -hmm. of including, like, yeah, our bodies go back to the earth, but the earth is interconnected and powerful beyond our measure. Like, we can't control planet earth. (laughs) My dad always says, Mother Nature is my god. Yeah. Is that? I have have another one. Do you have any more? I have one little funsy. We should end on that one. Okay. Well, this one's kind of fun, too, but (laughs) Um, this is from one of my good friends, and I love it. I'd be interested to hear about how you both feel about the idea of age and sexuality. Mm-hmm. Specifically, going into your 30s, do you feel mm-hmm. like you are ascending into a new sexual territory? And do you feel men are ready? That's a great <laughs> add-on to that question. Yeah, and obsessed. do you think the world's ready for obsessed. that? Um, I feel like I've talked about this for myself quite a bit, about the new season. I have no I truly have no idea what my 30s are going to be like sexually. I know that like I said the Moderna's running through my veins. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to fuck. You just just want to get plowed. To get fucking plowed. <laughs> I don't even care. Call her Nancy Palowski. So, She's trying to get Palowski. I know a few episodes ago I was like, my time is valuable. My energy is valuable to me. So I'm not trying to like fuck around. And now I'm like, oh, just fucking, just fucking stick it in. Can I just take it in? Yes. The so, answer is yes. Do you think that is re- reflective of your age? No, I think it's reflective of COVID. Okay. But maybe once I get. Once I bang one out of my system. Yeah. I do actually feel like I might be more discerning. I, I'll tell you, I used to have such toxic taste mm-hmm. in male partners. Mm-hmm. She's healing. Yeah. And I, I look back at some of the decisions I made and I'm like, ooh, I truly wouldn't make the same decision today. Yeah. So I, I do think if you are looking to sleep with, cis men which like I'm listen I'm open I don't really care what their gender is Mm -hmm. TBH but if you are someone who's looking to sleep with cis men if you have higher standards you're gonna get laid a lot fucking less yeah and that's I think what I'm experiencing now it is a it's a like an educating process in dealing Mm -hmm. with cis men they're not ready (laughs) the answer is men are (laughs) like I was just saying like there's an element of training which happens, I think, in your 20s. Just across the board, a lot of experimenting and people feeling like they should have stuff figured out and then maybe not or maybe faking it and all that stuff of, like, the misguided lack of, like, self, basically. Mm -hmm. And I think as you get a little bit older, I do think age doesn't always define this, but it's like I've said, we've, we've said this in watching 
I've made you watch American Idol, so I'm sorry to out you like this. But I have agency. I okay. could have left the room. Okay. I chose not to. <laughs> but in watching American Idol, it's like some of the younger contestants go up, and you get this feeling of like, you need to live a life. Like, you haven't lived enough to sing this song. Right. And your your lack of life experience is making your art worse. Yeah. And then some people go up and you're like, wow, there's like so soulful and you're so young and you can feel you're like, you've lived many a lifetime, you know, like it, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel the same. So I guess this is different for everybody. But for me, like the, the more experience you have under your belt, some lessons you, you need to learn from mm-hmm. doing it wrong. Definitely. And then some you get to learn from your friends and some you get to learn from doing it right, etc. Mm-hmm. And um, I think ultimately... You cross a 30 threshold, and from what I've seen, for me, the, there were milestones around 26. I don't know if you remember the 26th year of your life, but for me, there was like a... Oh, yeah. It was Big. a weird... <laughs> I don't think I've ever had stuff. as much sex, actually, as I had really? in my 26th year. Yeah. Amazing. It's just a... I feel like a lot of people were like, okay, so my skin's different. Like, everything's just like... There's a shift somehow mm-hmm. at that age. And... And then again, like, you know, you get, like, you're, you're 29, 30 around there, and it's a, it's a different feeling. And your skin is different, yeah. but maybe in a different way. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I think there's a little bit more self-awareness to the degree that you're, like, I actually feel aligned with what I'm choosing. It's not an act. I'm not... It's your higher self. Baby. I'm not wishing that I was liking this and trying it on. I'm yeah. kind of going like, yeah, I want to try this and I'm here for that and here for that. So I think when it comes to sex, having a general consensus of who you are and what you actually want and feeling mm-hmm. like comfortable in yourself makes everything better. It's huge. Especially yeah. because I don't... I think I've mentioned this before, but like I realized recently that my sexuality for a long time was defined by my need for validation from cis men. Yeah. And it's like, that's only going to lead me to sleeping with toxic people only because I want their validation yeah. and not because I actually like them. Totally. Because typically the people I'm seeking validation from are people that I like shouldn't want it from in the first place. Totally. So... Yeah. yeah. Basically, Amen. the whole world's not ready. The world's not ready for post-Saturn return, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> That's the right. I'm, star- I'm starting to, like, think twice on the dating apps if someone's under 30. I genuinely... This is something I've said before. This is a blanket statement. This is another Keith Urban-type uh, statement. <laughs> I think men are useless sexually under the age of 28 period you can you can take that for what you will obviously there's exceptions to every rule okay but that's the fucking rule under 28 useless sexually done (laughs) i stand by that okay what's the fun question here's our fun question they're asking about dessert parties what would make the best dessert party like what dessert no like how would you well, I straight the best dessert party. Like the theme, like the environment, yeah. Yeah, or like sure. planning a wedding, but it's a dessert party. It's a des- well, so keep in mind the dessert parties are like a hang. It's like a okay. Well, I know my answer. It's like a pregame. Go ahead. This is also apropos because it's the intersection of my religion and yours, mm-hmm. which is a make your own Sunday bar, which is very wow. bar and bat mitzvah. Is this specific? Yeah, we're talking different flavors of ice cream. We're talking all the toppings, all the fixins. Mm-hmm. We're talking maybe there's cones, maybe there's bowls. You, you decide. decide. <laughs> I 
Anyway, and then maybe some Baileys. Oh, <laughs> I was about to say, there's something missing, and the Baileys is your spin on it. I know. That's a, that's a Maddie's signature. Mm-hmm. That's a really good dessert party. I actually, so some of my favorite dessert party situations have been root beer float options. Okay, that's so hot. Because root beer floats are like slept on. And they're so good. And sometimes they just, they do something that other treats don't do. Mm. But I will say, I'm a big fan of the bar bars. Like I'm not a I'm not a much yeah. of a cake person. Oh, I love I bars. Love a bar. Oh, you bars know, are so good. You know what, I, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, like toffee and chocolate and like yes, like yes, yes, yes. graham cracker. Yeah. Like those yeah. always go well, especially if you got options. I love a sample sample platter situation. How about we crush up the bars, put them on the Sunday bar yep. as a topping yep. option? Yep. <laughs> well, most of the Sunday bars I've been to. Because that is that is a common thing. I mean, what's not to love? They have a you got the brownie option, and then you can see mm. the wise people putting the brownie in the bottom, and, heat and then they scoop the ice cream on top, and then you make your sundae on top of that, and you got a brownie mm-hmm. in the bottom of the sundae. Cookies too. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna be hosting a dessert party <laughs> at our home. I'm not gonna give you the address, even though everyone who listens to the podcast probably already knows it. Jk. Jk. I think this is a fun uh, sample of what a what a ward conference could mm-hmm. sound like. Keep the questions coming. Oh yeah, I Cause... actually just got a text for another one, but we'll save it for the Does next it... ward okay, conference. Yeah. Save it for the next one. You guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Um, <laughs> refreshments, sweet treats will be served in the cultural hall. Now go touch yourself. The Missionary Podcast is hosted by Sadie Blasucci and Madeline Sharton. And produced by Shannon Egan. Original music by Madeline Sharton. Please like, follow, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Missionary Podcast or visit our website, missionarypodcast.org. That's right, we're an org. <laughs>